Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of J-Cross Presents Sound Sociology. We've looked at our key thinkers so far of Marx, Durkheim and Weber. In today's episode, I want to introduce the idea of the consensus versus conflict debate, as well as appreciating the other sociological points of view that you might come across during the course. We've already touched on the idea of consensus versus conflict, the idea that the society we live in is either based on people agreeing on the norms and values and everyone working for the benefit of society, consensus, or that society is based on conflict, uh, an approach which says there is constantly an inequality, a struggle going on between two groups. Karl Marx describes it as the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie. But there are also other conflict approaches, such as feminism. Now, a 10-minute podcast is not going to do justice for overlooking the, the point of view that is feminism. But feminism is a conflict perspective. It sees society as based on a conflict between men and women, one in which a form of gender inequality and discrimination underpins the society we live in. Feminists are after equality but the struggles that are in place is that we live in a patriarchal society one in which it is male dominated this patriarchy exists in all the topics that you will study education families stratification crime whether that be in education and the lack of women and girls into stem based subjects science technology engineering and maths subjects typically associated with boys, or whether that be the family's topic and looking at segregated conjugal roles, the unpaid domestic uh, labour that's done in the home and how it is always women who are doing this role, or whether it be the crime topic and looking at how the criminal justice system seems to treat women with a sense of double deviance and how women walk the line of marry the whore and marry the virgin. And most topically, the the unit of work stratification, which looks at how gender continues to influence the world of work for women, whether that be the gender pay gap, the glass ceiling effect, and the sexual harassment that is experienced by women in the workplace. All of these continue to highlight the conflict that is going on within our society, one in which there is a class struggle and there is a gender struggle. Now, you won't just come across functionalism, Marxism, feminism and Weber. You might also touch upon bits of postmodernism. Depending on who's teaching you, they might have a bit more of a postmodernist twist to the way they teach. And that's why I think it's important that even though it's not strictly on the GCSE course, that we do have an acknowledgement of postmodern theory. Postmodernists provide a much different point of view to the ones that are on the course. Postmodernists are the opposite of feminism, functionalism and Marxism. Those three theories are what we describe as modernist theories. Postmodernism argues that our society has moved on from typical 
structural modernist concepts where we can say there's rich, there's poor, there's man, there's woman, there's individual, there's society. Postmodernists argue that our world has gone beyond that now and that we are now living in an age where there isn't just a basic this or that way of living. In fact, the world we live in has become more confused, it's become more diverse, it's become more uncertain, it's become more full of choice. The society we now live in is one in which it cannot be pinned down to certain and specific concepts. We see this in all the topics throughout GCSE, whether that's education, families, crime or stratification. If we talk about stratification, we think about how uh, the, the way in which our society has changed. Modern British society, we would describe as multicultural. That's hardly modernist thinking. That is suggesting that the world in which we live in, we see more mixed relationships, we see more uh, linking of different communities together, and the power of pluralism. This suggests we don't just live in a separate monolithic society anymore, but one in which we embrace all different cultures and how that creates something new. We see it in topics like education and how actually there is a range of schooling out there. Gone are the days of the tripartite system of there is secondary modern, secondary technical grammar. There's now an absolute array of types of schools, private, public, academies, free schools, state comprehensives, voluntary aided, religious schools, single sex schools. All of that has helped to push forward more diversity and giving people the choice of where they want to send their children for education. We see it in families, the movement away from the nuclear family, the idea that there is now all these new types of families out there due to changing social attitudes, the introduction of the, and the legalisation of gay marriage, the rising of lone parent, lone parent or lone individual households, the rise of cohabitation, the increase in divorce due to secularisation. All of this demonstrates a postmodern society one in which tradition has disappeared, one in which this or that type thinking has gone. We see it also in crime. The idea of how crimes have changed in the modern age, especially over the last 20 years, in which we start to see things like uh, credit card fraud, the use of the internet in terms of creating new crimes like cyberbullying, hate crimes uh, and the dark web. All of this has created more uncertainty of how we see our world. The way I teach my kids, uh, students, uh, postmodernism is through duck. D, diversity, U, uncertainty, and C, choice. Whilst postmodernism isn't on the GCSE, I think it's an important theory to acknowledge. And sometimes it can actually provide a helpful way to conclude a 12 mark question whilst your main body of the essay might use functionalism, feminism and Marxism, a conclusion that finishes with a postmodernist argument shows us that, or shows you and the examiner who's marking it, that you're aware of that society has moved on.
For now, I'm going to say I think you should have a go at a four-mark question. Identify and explain one difference between consensus and conflict approaches. For now, I will say happy revision, and I'll see you on the next episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology.